Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to join my Patreon page, the information's in the description below. There's a bunch of different tiers. If you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, like my uh, videos, share them, subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you could rate a review, rate a review, or just give me five stars. So now, listen, this is a bonus episode. I'm throwing this out there because, you know, I think I, I have too many episodes actually taped and I need to start putting out extra episodes every week. And I'm starting with this one because I recently talked to Leon. We were supposed to just do a part two. He told me he had an update and I thought it was going to have to do with SEX, right? He called him before. His first episode was Leo is a terrible dom. <laughs> poor guy. And uh, if you want to listen to that, his episode was 356. Leo is a terrible dom. Um, and so when he wrote in and said he had an update, like I said, I thought it had to do with like some BDSM. I thought maybe he lost his virginity. He is a virgin. Um, and you know, I started grilling him like I usually do in the beginning of the podcast because he didn't give me much information and the podcast went in a totally different direction, a direction I never thought it would go in. I don't think he thought it would go in that direction, but I have to say, I'm so happy that it did because it's a pretty heavy topic, right? We're talking about suicide, but it's so serious and it's so great that he was able to um, but, and it's a very heavy topic, suicide, right? Um, but this is, listen, I started my show because I really like helping people. I like, uh, yeah, I just like helping people. <laughs> anyway, so it's episodes like this that I fucking love. I know all of you people out there love my swinger episodes and my girls, you know, gone slutty episodes and all those episodes. But these are the episodes that are my personal favorites. Even like the one Mario was peeping up people's skirts. I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people maybe missed that episode because they're like, oh, who cares a peeping Tom? But it was so much more than that. It was about addiction and about issues and about, you know, conquering those issues within yourself. And so if you didn't listen to that one, listen to that. If you haven't listened to Leo's Leon's first episode, listen to that. But listen to this one because it's fucking amazing. Whether you've ever had suicidal thoughts, whether you know somebody who is suicidal, like whether it's your child or your friend or your partner or somebody, you know, that's in that headspace and you don't understand it or you've known somebody in the past that was like that, this is going to be super informative. Um, we talk all about, like I said, it just turns into a conversation about his past history, some really horrible things that happened to him, deaths of both parents, how he wound up like really, you know, going solo 
since he's in his early 20s because both of his parents died and how that led him into a depression and how he's been suicidal. And he was while we were talking and uh, we just had a great conversation. I think our conversation really helped him at the time. I know for a fact that he emailed me recently and was feeling a little down again. So I was like, time to release this episode so he could fucking hear it. And hopefully other people, while they're Googling, if they're suicidal or like I said, they have somebody close to them that is and they're trying to get information on it, what's going on in that person's head, what they could do to change that, you know, uh, this episode will help. I loved talking to Leo. I have a soft spot in my heart for him uh, since the first time I talked to him. Uh, So I hope you give this episode a chance and listen to it. Uh, I end with another conversation I get into after talking to Leo. I air a quick combo that I had with Drew. Drew was, uh, I think it was episode 372. He was, I'll have the episode numbers for these guys in the description below, but he was a guy that had called in. He had a fetish for much older guys. And then recently he emailed me like, oh my God, I just came out to my sister. And then uh, we were emailing back and forth. I'm like, that's so great. And then he's like, oh my God, I just came out to my mom. And I'm like, oh my God, let's get this on fucking tape. (laughs) Because... I think it's great, right? I think there's a lot of people out there that are in the closet that are hiding a secret life. Look at my titles, right? I've been doing this for six years. I have 380 episodes and they're all, a lot of them are people that are living a secret life. Here's a guy that was, and he really came clean to two very important people in his life, his mom being one of them and his his cousin, which came first. So I was like, let's talk about that because I think that that's an inspiring update, right? For people to hear. Is that proper grammar? I don't know. But uh, so we talk all about that, like how he got up the courage to tell his cousin what led to him telling his mom, how he felt after he came out. I decided to pair it up with Leon's call because I think, you know, suicide is something that could be really relatable. Like I said, if it's whether it's you or somebody else close to you um, that's dealing with that. And I think that, you know, being in the closet is very relatable in the same way in that it's whether it's you that are in the closet and you're wanting to come out or you recently came out and or you know somebody that is or suspect. Uh, this is a, a, a good part of it. This is like the end story. This is him coming out and I thought it was great. And I'm like, I'm going to pair these two together. There are two points in two people's lives. One is, you know, depressing and hardcore and serious, but it's fucking real. And this shit happens to people and needs to be heard. And, uh, and then Drew's is very positive and uplifting. And it really goes to show that, um, you know, being truthful and being exactly who you are is is very freeing and uh he had the courage to do it and he talks all about it so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with leon and then when i'm done talking to him i'll be on with drew this is the strictly anonymous podcast oh hey leon welcome back to the strictly anonymous podcast how are you today pretty good thanks uh been having a good day how about yourself Good. So listen, I know that you have some sort of update for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Why don't you just yeah, start have, with it? Yeah. I do have some sort of an update. Yeah. Um, obviously, COVID's been rearing its ugly head all over the UK. We've been getting more and more freaking reports about it. But we've been getting a silver lining now that on June 21st, we'll be able to go back to how we were. 
So I'll be oh, able to no say that again. Lucky you. I don't know that we have that yet here. I'm in New York City. We're on the like the worst lockdown. Oh, I, I mean, in the United States, you know, I don't know how much it is compared to you guys, but I feel like in the United States, there's definitely some places where it's not so bad. Where I'm in a place where it's really bad. Right, right. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't exactly call us lucky because, you know, we've still gone through some hell, you know. Yeah, it's devastating. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. So you were like, I mean, your deal is this. If people haven't listened to your first episode, they could go listen to it. It was called Dom. Uh, Le- Leon was a terrible Dom <laughs> or sub. or yeah. what? what are you a Dom or sub? Leon is a terrible Dom, right? You want to be a Dom? <laughs> That sounds absolutely embarrassing, but yeah. That's what it was, I remember. I actually had to listen back, and I was like, oh my god, I was so... Couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, have you come a long way since then? Are you a better Uh, Dom? Have you had um, any, like, have you lost your virginity there? Don't you, weren't you a virgin? No, I have definitely not lost my virginity. Um, I was hoping that's what this was about. But no, okay. <laughs> no, I can I can say that um, once everything like goes back down and gets to how it was, I should be able to go back to doing munches and going to events and stuff like that more. Um, I've been in some good communities over over this time, so yeah, it's it's, it's been okay. But when we last spoke, was it had COVID hit yet, or were you still going out and about after we spoke to? Um, oh yeah, clubs? I was able to like take. I'm able to take walks and stuff, but right. um, the rules obviously were in place where you couldn't go anywhere like a gym or. Uh, oh, when or we a, spoke last, I'm saying so. It wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. you've really been able to have that much action. Not really, no. And um, now, what about online? Oh yeah. Um, I've been dealing with some, uh, obviously I won't reveal them here, but there have been a lot of personal predicaments that I've been in since we've last spoken and I've had to deal with those first. You mean like issues, like other life issues that you were going through? Yeah. Right, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously everything's having to be put on hold pretty much. Because of that stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. And so it must not be something great, right? I don't know. No, it is not something great. <laughs> oh, my God. On top of it's COVID, abysmal. anything bad. What? It's abysmal. Really? Well, you sound like upbeat, which is nice oh, considering no, no. what uh, you're going through. Yeah. Recently, obviously, I've found myself in some in like a sand trap, if you will. But luckily, I've had people there in that support network who've been able to toss a life rope. You know, yeah, uh huh. And I've grabbed it with both hands, which is why I am sounding sort of beat today, right? Uh huh. And now, have the people that have been helping you through this t- difficult time people that you found in the community, or is it just your regular friends? Because you do have uh, my people regular, that yeah. my regular inner circle and and people from like my local area and things like that. Oh, okay. So what what happened to your muncher friend? Like, you know, your friends that you have, because I know that you did have Uh some people that you were close with. Do you still remain in Uh, contact? We do still talk with each other, yeah. Um, We obviously haven't had no online munch or nothing, but um, we've we've been talking on 
over social media platforms. And but what are you doing to get your rocks off? You're a virgin, right? You were very interested in <laughs> yes, the, I'm the a virgin. BDSM yes. world. You know, what have you been doing for SEX this whole time? I've been well, as I said in our last broadcast, I um, I've been masturbating, right? You know, right, just to as you say, get my rocks off. But um, it's been, it's been, it's actually been difficult. I've, I've had my, um, my drive, I suppose you could say, suppressed by yeah. everything that's yeah. gone on. Right. You're not I've so been, happy. I've been right. more focused on, I've been more focused on getting out on the other side rather than anything sex related. Do you want to mention what's going on by any chance? Cause what else are we going to talk about? Uh, okay. Okay. Well, Obviously, there's obviously going to be a trigger warning right now for any of your listeners, but um, I have thought about taking my own life. Oh, no way. Yeah, I know. Uh, it obviously sounds silly when I mention it now, but yeah, I really felt like... You were I've really not... depressed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what... The common... you... Yeah, go on. Go on. No, you go on. Okay, well, it's a common, it's become a common trope nowadays. This the depression and everything like that. Uh, I've had it since really twenty thirteen uh-huh. when my father sadly passed away. Right, and um, it's it's been a very basically all my life up to this point has been quite um, quite traumatic, for lack of a better word. Right. You're on the spectrum, right? So you're dealing with that. You have autism, that's, right? Your dad right. died. How old were you when he died? And he died suddenly, you said, right? He did die suddenly, yes. Uh, I was 16. Yeah, that's a tough age. My mom was 16 when her dad died. And how did it was? Was it a heart attack, an accident? Like what happened? Uh, okay. Well, officially it is diagnosed as a cardiac arrest. Okay. But... Um, my family has since told me that he has been murdered. Oh, so, you're kidding. When did you find that out? No. Uh, very recently. Uh, late last year. End of last year. And d- is it because they just found out or is it because they no, just never uh, told you and now they decided to tell you? Uh, I hadn't seen the particular family member in a long time, so he couldn't tell me. No, but it was your father. So who who did no, it no, tell my, you? Uh, the man who told me my dad got murdered was his brother, my uncle. Right, but what about your mother? She never told you? No, she didn't. Uh, and she ended up taking that with her to the grave as well. So what, how old? You're very young, um, Leon. How old were you when your mom died? And how did your mom die? Uh, I was 21 going into 22. Oh my um, God, that's awful. You were left completely alone at such a young age. Do you have brothers or sisters? I have a sister who's currently kicking a drug addiction in yeah, uh... rehab. rehab. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. go her. Yeah. 90 days. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's good that she's someplace getting help. So, how did your mom die? Um, that I do not know. People were saying that she just collapsed in the middle of her living room floor dead okay so like so, a heart attack or something they don't know uh yeah they don't know i'm afraid uh so yeah it's it's been obviously my journey not only in the bsm world or in the sex world but in the world in general 
has been quite a uh, roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I'm sorry to, to say, say, but this is a lot more interesting than your BDSM story. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hey, no, it, I don't mind divulging, you know, if, if it, if no, it gives listen, I think you should just... divulge for you. I mean, I think that, you know, um, you, this is heavy stuff, but it, it would, it's always beneficial to, you know, talk about stuff that is weighing on you. That does help. It's not the solution to everything. A lot of the things no, that you went through not. is not a, you know, there is no solution to death, right? But uh, talking about no. it and, ha you know, having people reach out and like, like I said, just expressing how you feel about it is always going to be beneficial. Yeah, especially if it gives any of your listeners who are going through the same thing uh, any clarity. Yeah. On on their situation, because they'd be like, oh, I'm not alone in this world. There is someone who's gone through stuff maybe that I have. Yeah, because um, you must have felt very alone because it's not a, a common thing to lose both parents by the time you're just like, you know, becoming an adult. You're adult. 21. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're left alone. I know for people my age, it's devastating to have both their parents die, you know, and they're in their fifties. It's like, you know, I think right. no matter what age you are, it's one thing when one dies, it's devastating. But then the other, you're really like left alone. And I don't, I mm -hmm. don't understand what that feels like. Right. Cause I've never gone through it, but I've heard other people no. try to explain it. I think it's like something that you just, can't even imagine you know mm. and i i uh, i understand that you can't fully relate to it because of you're not having the same yeah circumstances yeah. but it's it's good you know the thing is people should be more opening and understanding to people's for sure issues yeah, no, that's because, what I think it's important to explain it so people can understand what other people like. Like I said, I, I can't know exactly what you're going through, but having heard people that have gone through that talk about it, I feel like that's just like another added layer on top of dealing with someone that you love dying. The fact that if it's your only surviving parent and now you have no parents, there is some sort of like foundation that's like missing that most people have. Yep. Even if you have one more parent left, right? Like now you I have zero, right? You're, that whole foundation is just like gone. That's frightening. Yep. It is frightening. I'll admit that it is frightening. And I have been living on my own in a, uh, in an apartment for like three or four years now and i still every day think holy shit it's very haunting right now without my parents here oh yeah and then add fucking covid which is like bizarro land right oh, and it's really yeah. bad i mean even 
I was very able to keep uh, like a cup half full sort of vision of things, you know, for a while, yeah. right? For the first couple yeah. months and then for the next couple months and it was nice weather. And then by the time like October, November hit, I started to get depressed too. Like it's just it, because you live in a city too. I don't know if you see, if it's the same thing, but here in New York, you walk by and it's just decimated. Like the whole city has changed. There's so much. Yeah, I assume there's not many people walking the street streets in new york no there's a lot of people if you're in a neighborhood but all you have to do is venture out and you see all the clo- the businesses that are shuttered and closed down and all oh, the no, yeah. all the hotels that are just closed like hotels that people from all over the world came to you know like it's it's uh-huh. crazy crazy so oh, that's no. super depressing and i'm sure you see that in your city too because our cities yes. without them being open have been decimated so but let's keep so you know for you you're dealing you know one parent dies when you're 16 and you know listen you were lied to about that death right i was i was lied to for a long time yeah okay so now you have this death and it happens and you're like kept in the dark about what actually really did happen. So on some yeah. level, that must have been confusing to you. I'm sorry, because I don't care how much you think, you know, a child or someone that's younger doesn't know. We always smell something that doesn't make oh, sense. Yeah. And it's actually worse. It's actually worse to do that to somebody because now you're putting on them like some sort of mystery that they don't know what the fuck it is. Right. And that's right. terrible. In a time of that, for a child not to have the truth, even though you think your child can't handle the actual truth, actually lying is worse. Yeah, I know. And from the moment I knew that my dad uh, was dead, and yeah. when they told me, yeah. I was like, "Something's wrong here. Right. Something's really wrong." Right. And uh, if I remember, if I'm not sure if I did this on your last broadcast, but I think I told you the story of uh, what happened on the day he died. No, I don't remember. Tell me. Ah, well, that's okay. Well, um, and when you're talking, I might wind up remembering. Go on, though. (laughs) The night before his death, we uh, were having like a whole good old laugh, good old chat, good old natter in the living room. And my father, he was on this nebulizer for a long time, which helped him breathe. Uh huh. Um, but he came down like he didn't need no nebulizer anymore. You know, he uh, was all he was himself again. Yeah. uh basically yeah so then we were like oh well we've had a good atmosphere we've had a good night we're gonna go to bed and then wake up the next day say hello to my dad and continue to build our new relationship but then i get his girlfriend or his murderer ushering me in downstairs to watch my favorite sport of professional wrestling so after some confusion i went down watched my wrestling, but then heard all the screams, the ambulance and everything. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And then his family on his side come and tell me that he's dead. And I immediately went into denial. Right. And I was like, you can't be serious. Right. I mean, you're in the other room. I mean, he's upstairs. You're downstairs. Is that what happened? She killed him? His girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. We were at his girlfriend's place. And, uh, Obviously, bringing it a little bit back into the uh, BDSM slash sex world, uh, his girlfriend was once a pimp. She used How to. How did you know uh, all this? Oh, I got told by uh, the family on my dad's side. When they told you that. that she murdered him, or was this always something no, that no, you guys when, knew uh, when they were after, dating? 
I was gonna say after uh, his death, like yeah. a few weeks after, they were saying like, oh, she she used to uh, get money from prostitutes, and she only came up to my local area just to get away from some police. Right. Okay. So she was a shady character. So very shady. Oh my god, the epitome of shade. And why did she murder um, your hu- father? What happened there? Do you know this? The- I don't know. I mean. But they know I, for a I fact re- that she murdered him. Did she go to jail? Like, was she caught like. No, she had gotten uh, scot-free. How? Well, because the uh, co- coroner, uh, the one who like did the autopsy, said that it was just a cardiac arrest. Right. Not an actual murder. So with, with that not. With that being a non-factor, she basically got away with a crime scot-free. Well, what, how do? But what does the family say? How did she murder him? Like whatever she, what did she um, do to cause him to go into cardiac arrest? Maybe that's the right question. Well, the, he he had fought off drugs uh, for a long time right. because obviously he couldn't breathe anyway. Yeah. But the drugs would have made him worse. But the woman put him back on drugs. Uh-huh. And uh, they got, obviously, really, they must have gotten stoned or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, I, everything, obviously, is a blur when it comes to that situation. All I know was that uh, late last year, I saw my uncle, his yeah. brother, and he told me the, the truth. Right. And I obviously got a little bit pissed off at the woman because i was like i knew something was wrong right but hey ho it's um it happened i've not got him anymore i've not got my mother anymore i'm trying my best the autism doesn't help corby doesn't help no what can you do Right, and now your sister needs her help, so it's not like she could be a rock for you. She has her own issues and problems, right? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, listen, I got to say, and I've mentioned this on my podcast before, I I remember the exact date. I was walking back from the park um, in New York, right, and I was trying to cross the street, and there was a whole bunch of cops across the street. And it, Black Lives Matters, uh, like riots were going on at that time, and I thought yeah, like I that's what was that. yeah I thought that's what was going on. And I, I'm not I'm like a typical New Yorker. I'm like whatever, I'll just walk by and go get. I had to get <laughs> water from CVS. I was with my son actually, but and so I see the cops. That's what I think it is, you know. And I'm trying to cross the street to get over right across the street, and literally right in front of my face, a guy comes flying through the sky and kills himself right in front of me. Like, I mean, he landed like 20 feet away, you know, just across the street. So what I didn't wow. know is that, because I walked up to it from the park and I was looking right in the direction because I didn't know what I was, all the cops were there because it was a suicide, right? Some guy was on the top of this building ready to jump yeah. and the cops were all there and I like happened to walk up, like I said, I was looking exactly in that direction. I would never have been looking if I knew that was going on, right? I thought no, it was, and I literally saw this person come flying down and literally hit the ground. I saw, I could see his face. I could see what he's wearing and like kill himself. Right. And it was the most horrific 
thing ever, you know, and it was like the first of the month. And you have to think to yourself, like, would this person have done that if there was no fucking lockdown? You know, like, how do you know he wasn't living paycheck to paycheck and he lost his job? You know what I mean? And he now he can't pay. It's like the first of the month. Like there's so much trickle down effect of the lockdowns and everything. So if you're like, you know, somebody that is slightly depressed or had issues to begin with, this is the type of thing that will just throw people over the fucking edge, you know, and it's a crime and it's, it's, it's terrible. You know, I wonder 10 years from now, when we look back, do we say like the drastic measures we took, were they worth it? Were they not? Was there something else? I don't know because there's a lot of other people dying for other things. Right. I mean, that guy, is died of covid but he didn't die of covid he died of the lockdown right right (laughs) and it's devastating and you know for you with all this stuff you know you go into covid depressed right you have a lot of baggage that was put on you Mm -hmm. you've had a tough life right you're dealing with that already yeah and then you create this isolation which is the worst thing to do if you're depressed is to isolate right that's what they tell everybody you can't you know you have to be with people they say the only thing that really affects happiness meaning makes it better or less is your quantity and quality of your your relationships so you have to have relationships you have to be out you know and when you don't have that and you have to stay home and you know on top of being depressed it's like a recipe for disaster for sure oh, no which is why i'm glad all my uh all the colleges and schools are opening back up which yeah. means i get to go back yeah you need to get the fuck out to, of your house oh i know but not only do i get a, a fucking education i get to get the fuck out of my own home <laughs> Yeah, you just need I'd to be like, out in public and talk, you know, and something to wake up for and something to do. How close did you get? Did you like when you say you were suicidal? When was that? Did you do you feel like you came out of that fog? Like what is what like where are you uh, at? So now? it's been it's been a constant thing, a constant thought, but um, I hadn't really acted out on it uh, for the longest time. But, like, recently, like, uh, the end of last year and the start of this one, I've ran away from the home I was living in because I thought it would be better off to die in a ditch rather than live a life of torment and disappointment. So I've done it about three times now. Done what? um, Oh, sorry. I ran away and wanted to... Well, what house were you living in? Who were you living with? I live in a supported living scheme where you get a flat of your own, but there's like a communal hub. Okay. For everyone to mingle in. And you don't like you uh, didn't like the one you were living in. No, no. Um, I like living here. It's um, it was like you were saying. My autism was getting the best of me. Yeah. The trauma was getting the best of yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unresolved uh, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought. I don't deserve anything. I don't feel like I should do anything because I don't deserve it. And I thought yeah. being better off dead in a ditch. Right. But uh, my friend, my inner circle and the staff that work at this building have always got me to see sense as well as my sister before she went to rehab. Yeah. So you were so, like, you did let some people know that you were feeling no, that not, way? No, not originally. Right. Uh, when I run away, I don't tell, like, well, I say to them, you'll never see me again, but then that's it. 
Right. And then when you go to this other place, have you ever tried to kill yourself or has it always been like right before that happens, you you manage to get yourself out? Of the depression, um, you know, of yeah, that state been, of because really, I think when you're suicidal, it's like a it's like a mind fuck. It's like delusional thinking, you know, um, yeah. and and it's a very scary place to be because you're not thinking properly. Like that's what people don't understand. It's not like you're in your right mind. Uh, no, not so. Right, and to so, be snapped uh, yeah, out of got- that is magical in a way that you're like, how the fuck did I get out of that? I don't know, but thank God I did because. It's not a good place, right? So how did, like, so did you ever do anything physically to yourself or did you always somehow manage to click out of that? I somehow managed to um, stop myself every time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also, like, have you ever seen Harry Potter? Yeah, uh uh-huh, for sure. I love those All right, did you ever see in the last movie when they did The Unbreakable Vow? I don't remember, maybe. I don't know, just explain what you're talking about. Okay, well, uh, I took that concept and I basically said to my friends that I will never self-harm myself because I know it will upset you and break your hearts. Right. So, so it was thinking I, about other people maybe then that was something that helped you like projecting it onto them that it would break their hearts and you didn't want to do it to them. Cause they do say like killing yourself is very selfish, right? Like what about the people that care about you? They're the ones that have right. to, you know, be left behind dealing with the pain right so that's right. what that the thoughts of that is what saved you from doing anything yeah yeah every time whether i ran away and trying to die in a ditch or whether i tried to get a very sharp object and self-harm yeah um i have always thought about the vow i made right and it's got me out of that funk but you need, yeah, but you need more than that, right? Like, thank God, like you said, it's temporary, right? That's the Band-Aid. And for right now, it's working. Right. But you need serious, you know, help so that you could get your, so that you could not always wind up in that place because it'll exactly. probably rear its ugly head again if you don't work on that part of yourself, right? right? Which is why, uh, which is one of the reasons why um, I... Not constantly crave it because that sounds bad, but um, that's the reason why I desire a significant other. You know, just to, there's nothing just wrong to... with that. Listen, I, I'm sorry, but you there's you don't need any reason to explain why you desire or think that that's bad to to desire a significant other. Plenty of people love to be with somebody. It's a very natural state of being to be in a relationship, have someone that cares about you. Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting that at all. Fair enough. It's only because uh, I know there are certain words that make it sound more needy, creepy for like, yeah, exactly. Um, And I wasn't wanting to use that. No, there's nothing wrong. Tons of people do love to be in a relationship or want to be in a relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's very natural and normal. Cool. Uh, Because obviously I feel like uh, I know there's this trend of having a lockdown partner. I've I kept seeing on the internet and stuff, uh, everyone having relationships during lockdown. And I was like, how the hell are you managing? 
No, I think that that's what's been hard, and people are very lonely. And if you went into lockdown single, I think it's that's like a, a difficult place to be. I think people who are married, it's difficult for that reason. Someone like me who's a single mom, it's difficult because they have a kid. Someone who's by right. themselves, it's difficult for that. Everybody has like a you know, it's a, it's hard for everybody in different ways, right? But you're sitting at right. home alone and really craving that companionship. I could imagine, you know. Um, but yeah. you can do because you're coming up to you know. June, you have like an end in sight, you know, from now till then you should put yourself on dating apps and start like, you know, swiping right or left or whatever the fuck you go. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm really yeah. serious. Why not? No, I, I get your point. It was just funny how you were mentioning the whole swiping uh, yeah. kind of the way it's going now. But um, at least obviously you see the natural, the naturality of wanting a companion yeah, plenty like of people Sometimes do. when I've said that yeah. to people, they've yeah. been like, you know, it's not all the be-all and end-all. Yeah, but those people could shut the fuck up, okay? People used to tell me about that, about having a kid. I tried very hard to have a child of my own. It was something I really wanted. And a lot of people told me, like, that have kids. Like, oh, it's not going to, like, that. Oh, it's, like, not great. I don't know. People just said all kinds of shit. And let me just tell you, having my baby was the greatest thing I ever did. That 1,000% times a million, okay? So, really? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's what I, and I knew that. Like, so people could shut the fuck up. It's what I wanted, and it turned out to be everything and then some. So if you really want a relationship, who cares about other people's opinions about it? Seriously. Some people are relationship people. I love being alone, okay? I don't get wanting to be in a relationship, but there's plenty of people that do, and they love being in a relationship, and that's what they prefer, and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's like apples and oranges. That's just who... And you know, you've probably been alone a lot, you know, in your uh -huh. life. Yeah, and, uh -huh. and not having a family, right, would make you more prone to, I think, of wanting something more and you're and there's you know you you need more relationships in your life there's nothing odd abnormal about that you know and you should go out and get a relationship you need to be focused on that go get a partner for yourself everybody deserves that there's somebody for everybody out there it probably would help you a lot to have a companion in your life you know you don't have a lot yeah. you lost a lot why not have like why not yeah why not fill your life up with things that you you want you, there's a lot of stuff missing and you can't get your parents back but maybe you can get a partner that eventually becomes your wife yeah, and like, you have imagine kids with. your heart is like a video game most yeah. of the pieces of the heart have now come off yeah because of what i've lost yeah so yeah you so need now... a fucking girlfriend <laughs> yeah <laughs> so get on it do you have oh. therapists though do you have a therapist uh not at the moment you need um... one listen depression and suicide and that stuff like you said it's temporary you use the words like it could come back any time and there's just that one time you could even just off yourself by accident it's a very right. serious thing there was one time in my life where i was in that headspace i understand it and what it is and i'll tell you this is that when you are depressed and unhappy for so long that you forget and you can't even realize that you're fucking depressed right yeah. because you don't even remember what happy is and in that left 
to that way for a really long time will eventually bring you into this, like I said, it's like a delusional mindset where you actually think nothing will ever change. And that's what you believe with every part of your being. And nobody that's not in that mindset or ever was could ever fucking understand it because it is not, it is a, it's a, it's not normal. Your brain is not normal. Now, I don't know how, what? You fucking get it. I mean, yes, because I... obviously I'm not trying to like, not trying to rant here, obviously. No. But, um, the fact that you've said that you don't know what happy is. Yeah, when because you've been so when miserable. When you've had so much pain. Yes. You don't even remember. Is, right. That speaks to me directly to a T. Yeah. I mean, I've had so much negativity, so yeah. much bullshit. Yeah. That I don't know you don't what even... the truth is, what happy is, what. What pride is, what joy is. Right. You haven't had it for so long. And then that's what, and so then that's what leads to depression. It's like, cause you're, you're, there's not a range of emotions going on. You need to uh, get yourself some joy. You need to be in therapy. It's very dangerous. Okay. It's very oh, yeah, dangerous. That mindset is that. very dangerous, you know? And you need to know that it like it trumps everything. You the first and foremost, you need to be talking to somebody, okay, about your feelings of suicide, about how you felt when your father died, about how you felt when you didn't know what was going on, about how you felt when you were told that you were fed a bunch of fucking lies, about how you felt that you don't really even know how your mom died. Like they just told me she passed out. Like, I mean, you you need to be talking to somebody about all these things about how you want a relationship and you don't. I'm sure on some level who as a human being, if I were you, wouldn't be thinking, poor me. Why me? Like my fucking life sucks, right? You need to like this is the stuff you need to be talking to somebody about because you can't yeah. go back into that place. And on a, and on another level, after you find your therapist and you're talking to somebody because they have a lot of online therapy going on now and stuff like that, you also need yeah. to be on some websites looking for a partner. I do believe right. that sometimes that that's what somebody fucking needs and it really changes their life and it's good for them and they shouldn't be alone. And that will be good for you. You don't need to be alone with your fucking thoughts so much, you know, probably having somebody right. next to you, getting you out of your head, you know, will really yeah. help. And so why shouldn't you fucking have what I want to do? Yes. And you deserve that. And that's what I want for you. And you need to you like just decide that and don't listen. I promise. Don't listen to anybody that says, oh, you should love yourself first. But, you know, all those stupid shit people will say. I just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not the solution to you. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what you fucking need because your brain left alone is not good. And if somebody's in your house, you know, that'll help. Who cares? You know what's right for you and you fucking get right. it. And if that's what you want, you go get it for yourself and don't listen to anybody else and their fucking bullshit. Okay. Cause people don't know, you know, what's yeah, so right. Not for only you. am I letting my freak flag fly. I'm also letting our honest flag fly right now. Yeah. Yeah. The no bullshit flag. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, don't listen because happy. people will put, yeah. You're awesome. Honestly. Um, I know like this is just a podcast episode, but I'm like, uh, you know how you can get that connection on, yes. a, on a spiritual level? Yes. I feel like we have that because you've basically said, fuck everyone else. Yes. If you if you know what you want out of life, yeah. go fucking grab it. And if you feel like, like that's right for you, that that will help you, 
It's yours for the taking. It's available. It's there. And don't let anyone stop you from getting it. And don't stop until you get it. Go on as many dates with as many psychos until you find the right person for you. <laughs> I can't tell you what I went through to have a fucking baby. You know what I mean? And I did hear right. a lot of noise. There was a lot of noise of people telling me their fucking opinions. Okay. But I didn't stop until I got what I wanted. And and like I said, it was everything I wanted and then some. It was more right than anything was ever right. It was the smartest thing I ever did. If you feel like you want a fucking relationship and you believe that that will help you in your life, you go get it. And you do deserve it. And I actually believe that you are right that is the right thing for you. You don't have a mother. You don't have a father. All these people that are telling you that, it's really fucking easy for them to tell you. They probably have a mother or a father or maybe four yeah. mothers and fathers. You know what I mean? People right, used to right. tell me, oh, why do you want a baby? And they had kids. It's like, fuck off. Like, you tell yeah. me, right? Like, you don't even know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to not have a kid and tell me I shouldn't have a kid. You have a kid. It's just like, it's right. craziness. <laughs> so don't, unless, you know, uh, and even if you met somebody that's in exactly your position they don't have no parents they're autistic they, they're a virgin they've never had love in their life and you tell them oh and they say to you you don't need someone tell them they fucking do need somebody and you're right you are right about this that will really help you you deserve it uh, that'll give you some joy. You have an imbalance in your life. Everybody's very imbalanced. And that's what the devastating thing to me about COVID is, is that it's just yeah. all bad. There's, and you know, it, life is like a seesaw. You need some, everyone's going to have bad. That's life. Okay. Life yeah, is not perfectly happy, but you need some joy. And you know, you, you have been in like what people are experiencing in COVID. Now you've been experiencing this in your life, even before COVID. And that's the sad oh, thing no. about you, about your life, right? You need to tilt it the other way. You need more joy. And then some, you need tons oh, yeah, of it. I need far more of a balance rather yes. than leaning towards one side of a coin. Yeah, who wouldn't be depressed? And, you know, it's, and it's really, it's, it's like I said, it's very dangerous that you get to the place where, you know, you could have that delusional thinking and have suicide. It's really important that ASAP you get yourself in therapy and have someone to talk to. And it's very important that you honor that part of you that says you want a relationship and you go out and fucking get one. There is somebody... Yeah for everybody that right girl out there exists and you're going to find that because that's exactly what you want and I believe that whatever life we have in front of us is like we create it you know what I mean and I do yep. think listen I do think that sometimes it's harder like I said like I have a deserving issue with myself where I could want something so bad but I, there's some sort of subconscious part of me that doesn't think I deserve it so it's like I have to be right, tortured right. into getting it so it was very hard for me to have a baby but I eventually got it you know what I mean because I didn't stop so I don't know if you might have some of that going on like and but yeah, I'm here to I've, I've, I've said to myself that I don't deserve things yeah, or I don't yeah. deserve people right. or, or there's or no one's gonna yeah but you need to but I just promise you if, if you see that going on and you're dating and you're looking for that partner and it doesn't seem to be working out, do not stop until you get what you want. Do you hear me? Don't let oh, it get you down. Just keep going and don't stop until you get what you want because it's there for your taking. It just might take you a little bit longer because you might have some subconscious fucking story that's like playing in the background that's telling you that you don't fucking deserve love, you know? Um, and yeah. what you have to do is you have to just keep going. Roadblocks are not 
there to make you stop. I think a lot of spiritual, I have a lot of friends who are like very spiritual and they'll be like, oh, it just wasn't meant to be because it didn't work out. It's like, no, that's like, that's like the biggest bullshit on the planet. Sometimes you have to go through roadblocks and it's not, they're not there because you don't deserve it or it's not meant to be. They're there so that you could prove to yourself that you do deserve it. You know what I mean? It's a test for you that you're like, fuck off roadblock. I'm still going to get what I want. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I heard. So that's I'm, what you I'm need to do. That. No matter how many psycho girls you date and how much rejection you get, keep fucking going. There's nothing better for a fear of commitment than failure. I got to tell you, I failed at having a baby so much until I finally had okay. a fucking baby. Okay. And that failing was actually really good for me because it made me realize how strong I was, how able I was how able I was to sort of, you know, get back on the horse and in me. It, it, so it yeah. wasn't bad. It was like good for me. You know, I learned from mm-hmm. it and uh, it made me a much stronger person. So no matter what you have to go through to get your partner, you fucking get it. Okay. You get therapy so that you never go into that crazy place of suicidal thinking. It's not good and it's not healthy. And no. if you know that, you are in that place. You have to be very, you have to get yourself way before that happens. And I believe that there's a lot of time that goes on before you get to that place. For me, because I was there once, I always know that when I'm starting to feel slightly unhappy, I better make the changes in my life that I need to be, that need to be made. You know, I better okay. do something drastic and change it, you know, to, to, so that I be, so I click out of this state because what's down the line is like I I said that delusional thinking and once you're in that once you click into that it's not you're not sane you're not thinking properly you know it's yeah. like the black hole and somehow some people are snapped out of it right and you come out of it but we could all understand the person that doesn't and sometimes people when they're in that place sometimes they, they even kill themselves by accident so it's very important you need to not do that if anybody's listening now that found this podcast because they googled and they're having the same thing because suicide is going to be in this description right people are going to find this episode it has nothing to do with sex i love these kind of episodes i love talking to you i love this conversation that we had um people will find it yes i started my show because i like to help people not because i like to hear about swingers that that just happened by accident that it became about sex i just like Uh. people and i'm interested in stories and life and the way that it goes and you know so for me these kinds of conversations are really great but if anybody my point of saying that is that if anybody's listening to this that wants to connect with you because i think that connection is very important for people right that quantity and the the quality the like quantity and quality i think they say of relationships is important right (laughs) so you need more people in your life so if anyone wants to email and talk to you or if you're on youtube give him words of wisdom below you know or if you want to reach out because you've been there and you understand email me and i'll put you in touch with leon right but i loved talking to you please let me know even just separately in an email when you get a therapist and when you start getting you should just be spending yeah, all your I'll, remaining I'll make sure we keep in touch yeah and make because... sure you spend all your remaining time in lockdown creating dating profiles thank you and uh for the record obviously anyone who is listening give this host all the love she deserves Aww. i mean she's a She's an amazing host, an amazing woman, and she will basically lit, light a fire under your ass that's never <laughs> been known before. 
Good. That's what I love. I love that. I love it. I love it. And I love you, Leon. I've liked you since the first time I talked to you. And I wish you all the best. And I know for sure you're getting that relationship, okay? Because you want it. So you will get it. I promise. Okay, but keep me posted, please. Oh, I certainly will. All right. Certainly will. You have homework. Go get a therapist. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Bye. (laughs) Heard. Bye. Uh, hey, Drew. Welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me back on. No problem. Listen, I wanted to have you back on because I thought, you know, the fact that you came out. I mean, your title was Drew was into much older guys, but it was on the down low, right? I mean, you had been living, would you say, a secret bisexual life for your whole life, right? For, for a while, yes. For quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, you had some stories on there. If people don't, if people don't haven't listened to your episode, they should. Okay, it was titled "Jew Has a Fetish for Much Older Men." There were stories about uh, the story I remember the most was like when you went on a family vacation and fucked a gay couple like uh, down the hall from your like I don't know was it in the same hotel or it was in another hotel? Right? I mean, while you were with your parents, you disappeared for a couple hours and came back. Imagine they knew what you did, but you like got down and dirty with a bunch of guys. Well, a, cu- a gay couple, right? And if people want to hear that yeah. story. They should listen to it's episode 372, right? But you recently emailed me like last week and you were like, oh my God, I came out to my cousin and it was like amazing. And then we emailed back and then you're like, oh my God, I just came out to my mom. And I'm like, oh my God, let's get this on tape. Because I think it's so important that moment, you know, I have uh, that you do something like that, right? And how it went down and how it's made you feel and how you got up the courage to do that. Because I think there's a lot of people, especially people that call into my show that are in your position or in your position that you used to be in, whereas they're living a very double life, right? They're doing this stuff on the down low. And, uh, you know, they probably wish they were on the other side of coming out like you did. So let's get to like, how did you get up the courage to come out? And why did you pick your cousin first as the first person? And then how did you get up the balls to do it with your mother? And what happened? Tell me the whole story. Oh man, it was, uh, it was a crazy, anxious, fun, felt good week. Um, you know, I decided to come out to my cousin because uh, she she had come out a while ago. I don't know, probably about five or six years ago. Um, she came out bisexual as well. Um, we have a good relationship. And so I just texted her out of the blue, and I was like, hey, uh, you want to know a secret about me? And she was like, Sure. And then I told her I was also bisexual. So um, now let me ask you this, though: paint the picture. Are you like? Did you take her out to lunch? Did you meet her for coffee? Did you do it via text? Did you call her on the phone? How or is it a Zoom call? Since we're talking in COVID (laughs) times, like how it was via it was through text message. Um, Okay, she was she was in another state, so. that's okay. Yeah, Listen, I, I asked yeah. because I think that there, you know, there's a difference, right? It's, uh, I think it might be a little bit more scary going and sitting down in a coffee shop, right? And looking someone in the face and telling them it's a lot easier to do it to text, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? I ju- that's why I asked because that's the way you did it. And it ju- just goes to show that people can do it that way. That's like a, you know, it's easier because it's such a hard thing to do to begin with, right? 
Um, but nowadays, everyone yeah. does everything via text or, you know, in, 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 not even emails, but via text. So that the fact that you could do that that way uh, is great, you know. So you send her yeah, a text. No, what did the text say? I need to know. What did it actually say? Do you <laughs> it have just, it? It just said, you know, hey, do you want to you wanna know a secret about me or can I tell you something? Um, and she was like, sure. Hey, like I said, we have a very open yeah. um, relationship where, you know, we get along very well and, and share a lot of information with each other. And Because she was in a similar situation years ago, um, you know, I felt comfortable to to tell her about it. And so I was like, hey, I'm also bisexual. And, you know, it took, well, what seemed like an eternity, it took a while for her to, to respond back. And, oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Many different thoughts started going through my head and, and all that stuff, but uh, but no, she she responded and you know obviously very surprised and and she's like I never would have thought, never would have guessed, never had any um, any moments where I thought maybe you know maybe that was the case, uh, but she was happy for me um, and it was you know after talking to you and, and doing that um, you know it felt good to to get that off my chest and, and get that out there and. Uh, you know, tell somebody that that's close to me and, and understands who I am and, um, you know, obviously in being in similar situations as well. Yeah, I figure like a lot of times I think, um, you know, people decide to come on my show at a certain point in their life, right? Um, and so, you know, you must have been tiptoeing up to that place in your life right and my show and coming on here and doing it first was probably like your practice run <laughs> you know definitely 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 made me more comfortable to like i said to to tell somebody and, and to tell her mm-hmm. uh, like I said, it was just a big weight lifted off but uh, but also felt good you know and, and talking to somebody in similar situation and uh, you know also getting some advice on some things and what was her uh, advice was, to it you was good. I mean, she was great what was her advice? Uh, you know, just to to be happy and, and to do what you know to do what I wanted to do, and and you know, don't worry about what other people are going to say because they're all going to judge anyway, good and bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now let me ask you this: You texted me that, right? I, or you emailed me? You know, and we went back and forth a little bit, and then you're like, "I just came out to my mom." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, what, what, how did that transpire? Again. Just working up the courage. Um, you know, we were actually unintentionally um, for that situation. I we were meeting up for for dinner and, and drinks just to catch up and, and talk and everything. Um, and uh, may or may not have had a few um, a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, liquid and, courage. You know, <laughs> yeah. And something came up to where we were talking about, or, or one of us made a comment about, you know, everybody has secrets, or, you know, both good and bad, and blah, blah, blah. We were kind of talking, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I got some secrets too, you know, some, some good ones and some bad ones. And um, kind of looked at me, kind of puzzled, like, maybe thinking I was hinting at something. And um, she was like, well, you know, what, what kind of secrets do you have? And I was like, well, I've experimented with guys before. Oh, my God. But wait a second. Who brought up the secrets thing first? She did. Like, was this a... Did you go to that 
dinner with your mom knowing that you were going to do it? Or did it just sort of come up because the opportunity presented itself because the conversation went that way and you were drunk? And so, like, it sort of just happened. Or were you planning on it? It sort of just happened. Okay. It sort of just happened. Um, You know, I I, I have a more comfortable relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, when it kind of unintentionally worked itself up, and opportunity present itself, and you know, like I said, I uh, just kind of just laid it out there. Okay, and now what did she say? What was her first um, reaction? Speechless. speechless. <laughs> right. you know, very, very surprised. Had a had a very like wide eyed, surprised, you know, look on her face. Thought I was kind of thought I was joking at first. I think mm-hmm. um, kind of just messing around and. Uh, you know, kind of looking at me, kind of surprised, and it's sort of like a puzzled look, but not like a <laughs> like a mad or anything like that. But you know, just surprised. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I've, you know, I've experimented with with guys before." Um, and you know, it took her a while, and I was like, "You know, you're, you know, you, I didn't tell her that I told my cousin earlier or anything. Uh, I was just like, "Hey, you know, I." You're the only person that knows, and you're the first person I told. Right. And then what did she say? And she's like, well, when did this all happen? And, you know, what exactly is going on? And uh, asking asking more questions about that and, and just, you know, how we got to that point or kind of what happened and, uh, so I, I didn't tell her everything because I didn't want to drop. Uh, no, know, she doesn't need to know the naughty I mean. details. Exactly. But yeah. like, did she ask like, what does yeah. this mean? Like, do you date men or you, like, did she ask like that kind of stuff? And what was your answer to the, that? Those kind of questions? I said, I, I, you know, I've hung out with some guys and things like that, but it's never gone on, on, you know, official dates or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's mostly just, and quote unquote hanging out with guys. Right. And then like did she did you guys eventually get off the conversation and then talk about other things? Did you spend the whole evening talking about that? Did she like express uh, to you that she was cool with it and make you feel really okay about your coming out with her? Oh yeah, she she definitely felt, you know, made me feel good and, and comfortable about it. Um we had talked about it for a while, but you know, obviously, as the night went on, you know, topic and topic conversation got changed and things like uh-huh. that. And we talked about other things, but um, but we had talked about it, and, and you know, she had said, you know, hey, thanks for telling me. Um, you know, basically, you know, what you do is is your choice, and and you know, I'm glad you got to tell somebody and and those kind of things. You know, the, the usual things, but yeah, um, she was definitely um, definitely very surprised, but also very. Um, understanding right that's awesome now who's left for you to tell do you have a father like what is your mom gonna tell him what did you did you guys discuss uh, that we did talk we did talk about that and i said you know i just right now um uh, you know you're the only person who knows and, and i'd like to keep it that way um you know i just don't know, know how other people are going to handle those kind of things and uh, like I said, it's much more comfortable with her and have a little bit better relationship with her. Um, so, you know, it's something that we're going to keep between ourselves at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
So you decided not to, you both decided not to say anything to your dad. Correct. Right. And is there any, do you have brothers? I think you have brothers, right? Yep, I do have brothers. So, you know, maybe someday, eventually, I'll I'll get to, get to that point where, you know, just completely open. But, yeah. uh, But for the time being, you know, just kind of between uh, myself and, and those two. Yeah, that's great. And now, like, how, you know, how great did you feel after letting loose for both of them? I mean, I think that that's pretty huge. Oh, I felt, you know, it felt great. You know, huge pressure off my chest. Uh, not that I felt pressured to, to say anything to anybody, but, you know, just kind of excited to tell somebody. Um, and also, you know, anxious at the same time. And, and both went really well. So um, definitely have no uh, no complaints about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, did you get into, like, detailed information? Because, like, I remember when we spoke, and people will see it, like, in the description, that you were also looking for, like, cross-dressing advice and stuff like that. I mean, did you get into more specifics like that with your cousin, or did you not go that far into it? We got we got pretty specific. Um, my cousin and I, we got pretty specific about it. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of details and things like that. Um, but never got into... Um, too many details with with my mom right of course I think that that's what I would figure right your cousin's around your age right you guys are talking she's younger you know she's more of your contemporary right than your mother your mother doesn't need the gory details but I think that that's like really awesome I mean what would be your advice to somebody you know that was in because listen you're somebody who just came out, right? You could have a, you have the memory of a person who hasn't come out, right? Because you were just that person like a month ago. I mean, when did we talk? In December, right? So in December, you were in the closet, right? You, nobody knew except me and all my audience, right? And now here you are a couple months later, totally out of the closet. You're not totally, but you know, it's pretty hardcore to tell your mom, right? Um, so, you know, what would be your advice to somebody else to that, you know, to somebody like who you were in December, if you have any to get, you know, just somebody, you know, if you want to tell somebody or you feel like you're talking, you know, feel feel like you're at a point where you can talk to people, um, you know, the biggest thing is just finding someone that you can trust. Um, you know, they may not, you know, like it or, you know, anything like that, but, um, you know, just somebody that you can trust that uh, is going to keep information between the two of you and, uh, you know, until obviously you get to the point where, you know, you're 100% comfortable and content. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just finding someone that you you can trust to have that conversation with. Right. And your cousin was definitely the first person because she had been through it. Now, do you plan on telling, like, friends and stuff like that soon? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have, like, a timetable or yeah. a deadline of, you know, of course, really having like a full, a full come out party, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> right. No, yeah. I was just wondering if like, you know, because listen, like I said, I got this email from you that you came out to your cousin and then like all of a sudden, oh my God, I came out to my mom. And then I'm like wondering, you know, will it be, will, will there be more because you feel, you know, does that sort of free I'd you imagine up? that there will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd imagine that there will be more conversations mm-hmm. um, as you know, situations happen and things like that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, as they come. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's great that you came out. I think that, you know, I'm glad that 
I, you know, my show was your, like I said, your practice run. I don't know. It helped somehow, right? <laughs> Push you over the edge. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah, to do what you had to do. I think you being on my show meant that you were in that place. That's what I believe. You know, I didn't bring you there. You, that's where you were. That's why you called in, you know, yeah. that you wanted to get it off your chest. And then I think it's so great that you went that extra mile and, and got the courage up to tell your cousin, and then even more courage to tell your mom. That's the harder one. That's like really like amazing, right? Because who's yeah. that closest person to you, you know, that you really want approval for and stuff. And to, to do it and then to have her be so accepting is, is great. I'm very happy for you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Now, now, you know, will you, are you dating anybody now? Is it the type of thing that, because uh, your mom knows if you were dating a guy, you'd tell her? Uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't met anybody, so you know, not really dating anybody at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, she's been, you know, since then, you know, she's been kind of making comments, not comments, but just things of, hey, you know, if there's something you want to do, like you need to do it, so. Uh, you know, she she wants to know things, and and obviously, you know, big a big news event like that, uh, she kind of wants to know what's going on and you know what all's happening. So, uh, we'll see. Oh, so she's bringing up like, oh, if you've been, da- are, are you dating anyone? If you do want to date someone, let me know that kind of thing. She wants to be like in the know. Yes. And right, that's cool. Yes, definitely, definitely, is, and, and she's been, you know, asking. Asking some questions and, and things like that. So, uh, what other questions has she asked you? Um, it just you know what, like I said, what led to that, or you know what kind of happened, or you know how how were you sneaking around and doing all this? Um, you know, kind of kind of asking you know what you know what kind of guys do I like? What what's my type? Those kind of things. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, typical normal questions. Yeah, uh-huh. Because it's like, listen, I can imagine, you know, I have a son, right? And as a mom, you know, you know your child, right? And, I, you know, my son's very young, but you're, you know, you're way older. So your mom must have had a sense of everything about you at that point, right? And now all of a sudden, there's this whole other side of her son that she didn't know existed. So, you know, of course, she wants to know everything, right? You're her son. So I could imagine that those yeah. questions are going to keep coming along. Yes. Yeah. I think she'll have more and more questions as, as time goes on. And she feels more comfortable to ask. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, listen, I just wanted to get it on tape because I thought it was such a great story. I'm pairing it with my suicide story because, you know, I personally think that, you know, there's a lot of like people could relate to this episode, whether they've known somebody like Leon, who I talked to before you, or, you know, somebody's like you and they uh, are in the closet or they know someone who recently came out or whatever, you know, this is like a positive story to add on to the end of this episode. I think it's great that you came out. People should uh, go listen to your episode if they haven't listened to it. Episode 372 and hear all the naughty things that your mom will never know. Okay. About don't tell her those stories. <laughs> she doesn't need to know. But there's some no, good stories. No, that, she was. Yeah. She was surprised when I told her uh, that I liked older guys. She was very surprised on that. Yeah. Because you do have a fetish for much older men. 
hence the title. That's your thing, right? I mean, yeah. 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 So she, so she, very, she was very surprised by that. Yeah, because that over that becomes like maybe like I use the word fetish, right? But it's like fetish in quotes. Like, you know, is it really a fetish? But you really do prefer older men, you know, and that is kind of interesting because it's like a little twist. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but she doesn't know the gory. She doesn't know the gory details, nor does she need to know. But if any of my listeners want to hear the gory details, go listen to his first episode. Uh, 372. Thanks so much for calling in and just giving me and my audience the update. I'm very happy for you. I love this kind of well, stuff. Thank you. I do my show because I really wanted to help people. That's why I started my show. So when these kind of things happen and my show had something to do with it, like I said, it was on your way, you know, towards us. I, it makes me happy. And, uh, thanks so much for calling in and telling your, you know, you're giving me that update because it's great. And I'm, and I'm happy well, and proud of good. you. Well, thank you for having me back on. All right. Thanks, Drew. This will be up this week or next week. So look out for it. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy.